0: Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. Well, I wanted to share with you just a few moments before we go into the rest of the day. Like we said, this is an all-day thing. And you know, we, uh, we have no reason to look back and talk about any good old days, uh, this is good I know uh, we grew up in the uh, country, and it was not uncommon we We had uh, family reunions and get-togethers and also church uh, meetings we'd have uh, they'd call it service all day and dinner on the ground. <laughs> Some folks thought it was dinner all day and Service on the ground. <laughs> but uh, uh, in the world we live in, people have stopped even communicating in person. And everything's electronic and, uh, you know, no, no interaction like it should be. But uh, there's no reason for us to look back and, and long to be in any good old days. We've got it all right here. We've got, uh, we've already had a good singing, gonna have great food, got good fellowship, plenty of stuff. We've got tents full of things that are seed and sowing. That's how blessed we are. We're not barely surviving. Our bills are paid, our needs are met, we're clothed, fed housed, wear good, eat good, ride good, and we're sowing abundance. Are we happy, saints? We should should be rejoicing. We should be glad. We should give God all the glory and all the thanks. There's no reason for us to be sad today. People say, well, you don't know what's going on. Well, you don't know what's going on either. (laughs) What about my life or what about all the people's lives? Anybody can find something to be upset about any day. Even when you got a thousand other things you ought to be thankful about. Amen. That's not good. We should focus on the good. The Bible didn't say even if there was a house full of people lost, if one comes to the Lord. Is that right? One. Our one comes back to the Lord and a thousand didn't come. The Bible didn't say the angels weep over the thousand that didn't come. What do they do? There's rejoicing in heaven. Hallelujah. Over the one. That's how we should be. Focusing on the good. Focusing on what's right. Focusing on the victories and rejoicing. And that will help us to overcome anything else that might be happening. Can you say okay? <laughs> you don't have to necessarily turn. I just want you to look at a few scriptures with me. The Bible says in uh, 2 Corinthians 6.41, if they'd put that on the screen, it said 2 Corinthians, 2 Chronicles, I should say, 6.41, said now therefore arise, O Lord God, unto your resting place you and the ark of your strength. Let your priest, O Lord, be clothed with salvation and let your saints rejoice in goodness. Say it out loud. Let your saints rejoice rejoice Rejoice. in in goodness. The goodness comes from him. The rejoicing comes from us. So there's pleasantness, and rejoicing all day long. Hmm? You know, uh, when Moses, who had been in the presence of God, wanted to uh, see more of God, he said, Lord, I beseech you, show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will make all my goodness pass before you. His Glory is His goodness. His goodness is His glory. Hallelujah. Some of the kids waving at me. Hi. Good to see you. His glory is His goodness. His goodness is His glory. Now you know a lot of people, if you say God is good, they'll go, yeah, 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 He is. But they really don't believe it. They really don't believe it. God has been misrepresented. God has been maligned. He's blamed for war, for atrocities. Well, God must have had some, some reason for it. He's blamed for tornadoes and hurricanes and tsunamis and earthquakes, buildings falling and people being crushed to death. Well, God must have had some reason. That's just not true. People being crushed to death is not good. People being destroyed by storms is not good. People starving to death is not good. And if it's not good, it's not God. God. There's somebody else doing some things in this earth. Jesus said, I'm come. That you might have life and have it more abundantly. But prior to that he said there's somebody else comes and he doesn't come unless he's stealing, killing, and destroying. Amen. There is a destroyer, there is evil that does evil. Blame the evil on the evil. And give credit for the good to the good. It's really simple. The smallest child could understand this. If it's bad, it's the devil." If it's good, it's God. All the time. They never switch jobs. Never. Never. Hmm? God never got up one day and said, hey, let's switch. You do good, I'll do evil. The devil can't do good. And God can't do evil. There's no darkness in him. No shadow. Nothing but good. Oh, somebody say nothing but good. (laughs) Nothing but good. And he said, let your saints rejoice in your goodness. Jeremiah 31 had said, uh, uh, they will flow together, verse 12, Jeremiah 31, 12, they'll flow together to the goodness of the Lord. And then he mentions natural things for wheat, Wine, oil, young of the flock and herd, these are material things, and he's including that in the goodness of God. And he winds up in verse 14 by saying, my people shall be satisfied with my goodness, says the Lord. Do you believe it? There's nothing that can satisfy you except the goodness of God. That's what we were made for, and that's what our heart hungers for. Is the goodness of God. Put up for me, please, 1 Timothy, the sixth chapter. Now, we've got a lot of things on the property today. And this is where some people have a problem. They, they, believe, in, they believe in God, and if you say God is good, they'll say, Yes, He's good. And then and you say, God give you a Rolls Royce. They go, no, uh uh. Uh-uh. That's going too far. (laughs) God give you a mansion. Mm, No. Really? So mansions are only for people that don't believe in God. If you're a really committed Christian, you'd never have a Rolls Royce. (laughs) People say, well, You know, some people ask the question, would Jesus wear a Rolex? And a whole lot of people say, absolutely not. (laughs) According to who? According to what? He did receive extravagant gifts and kept them. (laughs) And you remember that when he received the extravagant gift of the Box of ointment that probably cost twenty thirty thousand dollars, it was just dumped on his feet. And it was said this could have been sold and given to the poor. And people quote that and preach it like Jesus said it. But Jesus corrected that. This could have been sold and given to the poor, is a quote from Judas Iscariot. Not Jesus. Right? He said, leave her alone. She's done a good thing. Is God that good that he would not only prepare a place in heaven for you, but you could enjoy some good things down here as well. Is God that good? Most people don't believe it. They don't believe God is Rolex good. Maybe Timex good. Huh? Now come on, are you with me or not? There's a lot of they they believe God is Chevrolet good. Ford good, but not Bentley good. Not Rolls-Royce good. He's not that good. Well, either you don't believe he's that big, he can't do it, or he wouldn't do it. Which one is true? And if you had a Rolls Royce, if you should sell it and give it to the poor, then why shouldn't you sell your Ford and give that to the poor? <laughs> it's, it's wrong thinking. I said it's wrong thinking. How good is God? <laughs> it's quiet in this, in this church. 1 <laughs> Timothy 6. And 17, 1 Timothy 6, 17, charge them that are rich in this world, get rid of those riches because you can't serve God with all that. No, charge them not to be snooty, not to be high-minded, not to think too much of themselves because money doesn't make you anything. It's God who's made you something. Don't be high minded. Don't trust in uncertain riches. I don't care how many billions you could have. It can be gone tomorrow. It can be gone and then what? If all you trust and you think your safety is in that, if it's gone you're a mess. You're you're collapsed. But no, if you know where you got it to start with no matter what happens, you can get it again. Trust in the living God who does what? Who does what? Trust in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Hallelujah. Many have fought the so-called prosperity message and they don't realize what they're fighting. They're fighting days like today. When you do know, you can you can sow food for no, for no charge. You can, you can, they're, they're fighting sowing the word, going all over the world at no charge to the recipient. They're fighting these things. So foolish. How good is God? Hmm. Is a big house good? Is he pay off all your debts good? Huh. Is he Rolls Royce good? I want to I hear. Is he Rolex good? Come on, is he? Is he jet good? How good is he? Is he big boat good? Brand new bass boat good? Oh, did I lose somebody? I lost. I lost. Huh? Is he yacht good? Is God yacht good? Is he that good? Just because you reach a choke and people say, well, that's just too much. Well, it may be too much for you, but why does it have to be too much for everybody else? Why is your life the standard? <laughs> what if somebody had more faith, more vision? What if somebody's willing to give more, sow more, believe bigger? What if somebody is more committed to God and willing to go further? Why are they stuck with a standard of somebody else? with less faith, less vision, less commitment. Before you judge somebody's harvest, do you even know what they sowed? You know what they did? No, friends. The truth is there is no limit except unbelief and wrong thinking. There is no limit in what God can do and is able to do. He's able to do exceeding. Abundantly, above everything you asked or thought. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And there's no limit to those that will dare to believe. Dare to think big. Dare to believe big. Don't let the enemy limit you. Don't be stuck by small thinking, small talking people around you. Don't let them tell you what you can't do. What you can't have, what you can't be, what you can't be used to to do. All things are possible to him that believes. Come on, say it out loud. All things are possible to him that believes, and I believe. Look at this again, verse 17. Don't trust in uncertain riches. That's the problem. Back up in verse 10, he said, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. It's not the money. It's the love of it. Many have a wrong relationship with things and money. A wrong relationship. You can love money and not have any. You can long for it, you can covet things and not have it, and then you can get things and them mean too much to you. Maybe it was hard; seemed seemed like it was hard for you to get it, and so then you, you don't want anybody touching it, you don't want anybody driving it, you don't want to let anybody wear it, because that's my thing. And and wouldn't dare even consider sewing it, giving it. Because I worked hard for that. And the only way to to truly prove that you don't care too much about something is that you're willing to let it go. Let it go. That's the only way. And the Lord will put his finger on your Isaacs. Did Did God ask Abraham for his Isaac? What's your Isaac? Your Isaac is the thing you believed God for for decades to get. Your Isaac is the thing you like just looking at. Your Isaac is the thing, this part of what you feel like makes you you. This is me. This is what I have. This is what I do. And that's why the Lord will put his finger on your Isaac and say, I want you to sow Isaac. And then you find out if Isaac meant too much to you or not. How much you love God, how you're committed to him. Wrong relationships with things, with money. What did he say? Put it up again, verse 17. The living God gives us what? Richly what? All things to what? Things are to be enjoyed. Not fretted over. So we said, well, I wish you'd hurry up. I wish you'd hurry up and receive this. <laughs> and, and then we could move on. This is important. This is important. Things are not to be fretted. Say it out loud. Things are not To be fretted over. Have you ever fretted over a thing? Have you ever worried over a thing? A car, a house, a computer, a machine, a tractor, whatever. Things are not to be fretted over. They are to be enjoyed. Is that right? Money is not to be loved It's to be used. The love of money, he said, is the root of all kinds of evil. Come on, say it out loud. I don't love money. I don't love things. I love God and I love people. I changed the way I used that word some years ago. You won't hear me say, I love my car, I love my motorcycle. I love my this. I, you won't hear me say that. That's a word should be reserved for something else. I love God, and I love people. I love His Word. I love His Spirit. I love His things. You can enjoy. You can enjoy a car, a motorcycle, a house, but you shouldn't love it. Things are to be enjoyed not fretted over. Money's to be used, not loved. That means it freely comes and it can freely go. There should be nothing in our lives that we cling to and go, that's my baby, don't touch it. Hmm? Did I lose somebody? There should be nothing that the Lord couldn't touch us and deal with us and we're glad to sow it. Amen, amen. And if he dealt with you to sow it, what's he got in mind? That's not the end of it. You're not going to do without. There's something else coming to you. Amen. Bigger, better, amen. greater. Do you believe it, saints? Amen. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 4.7. First Corinthians 4.7 says, What do you have... That you didn't receive. And why would you glories if you had not received it? Well, I worked hard for it. You wouldn't have existed if God hadn't allowed you to be created. gives you your breath every day, gave you the opportunity. Everything we have was given to it. No, I earned it. I worked it, I built it. Then you your own man. Yes, I am. Then you're not God's man. You're being foolish your streak can be gone just like that. Your opportunity can be gone just like that. Unless God opens His hands and lets the sun shine on you and the wind blow on you. Come on, are you listening? And the air fill your lungs. You won't even be able to make it out of this chair. Everything we have was given to us. Every opportunity, every day of our life. And that's why in Matthew 10, and eight, Jesus said, Matthew 10 and eight. He said, Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Now that's taking care of business. Right. I said, That's taking care of business. Yeah. Freely you have received, freely give. Said out loud to everybody. Said out loud, Freely, freely. freely. you have received. Freely give. Let's let's say it together. Freely we have received. Freely give. Hallelujah. That's us. Now, uh, we're going to pray over the rest of the day. Then I'm going to have uh, Dave to come pray over the food because he's good at that. He knows how to get it sanctified and ready. (laughs) Of course, he might have learned some of that from me. But uh, we have tents full of things. And this is not a flea market. This is not a swap meet. And this is not a place to come find stuff to go sell. Are y'all with me? This is, this was not just spring cleaning and taking stuff and bringing it to give to somebody that we thought about throwing away anyway. No, 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 no. This is seed. And you want to respect other people's seed. This is their money. This is their time. These are things that may have been important to people. And so it's very important that you don't despise people's seed and you don't treat it with disrespect. But like we do every year, we're going to believe that supernaturally the right seed winds up in the right hands and this is so big, there's only one way this could work. And that's the Lord getting involved. So how many agree with this, that this is a special day? There will be zero covetousness on this place today. We're, there's, we, our relationship with things is good. Freely we've received. Freely we give. No longing, no coveting. No clamoring. We're pleasant. You remember pleasant? pleasant. After you. No, after you. <laughs> this is not the world. This is the church. Hallelujah. So stand up on your feet, please.